Welcome to the Girlfriend God, a podcast in search of and in service to the Divine Feminine, bringing you an equal mix of academic research and emotional spiritual experience. Please rate and review on your podcast streaming platform. We'll leave a comment on YouTube. Be sure to hit like and subscribe. Let's get in the flow. Welcome to the Girlfriend God. Today, I have Abigail Mensa Bonsu. Did I pronounce that correctly? <laughs> you did. Awesome. Awesome. Abigail is the founder of Moon Goddess Publishing and Moon Goddess Academy. She is a feminine leadership mentor, a goddess activator, and a multidimensional healer. She's also a best-selling author and the host of the podcast, Sovereign Goddess. Abigail works with influential women creating conscious, heart-centered impact in the world. She supports them with spiritual tools to align, protect, and amplify their light, purpose, and legacy in the world. She takes women on an initiatory journey of coming home to themselves. Abigail, welcome to the show. Oh, Kelly, thank you for having me. So I reached out to you initially because I was introduced to you during Flora Ware's heroine's journey several months ago. And in your talk, there, there were many things that resonated with me. The light language at the end, which I do want to talk about later, like blew my socks off because you took me to a place I, I've not been before. I'm not sure where you took me, but I definitely went somewhere else. Um, but in the beginning, you talked about um, these experiences that you had when you felt your separation from source. Mm. And then a little bit later, you talked about, I think it was an incident where uh, you were in a car and somebody had rear-ended you from behind and they wanted to make sure you didn't have a concussion. So they told you not to mm. go to sleep and they told your sister to keep waking you up. But, but when you did feel like you were going to fall asleep, you were like, well, this is it. This is it. I get to go back. I get to go home. Um, and that so resonated with me because when I was in that, that intensive four-day workshop uh, with the heroine's journey, I was in that place, right? Like I have had periods where that longing and my longing is for goddess and for my patron deity. And that longing can sometimes become so overwhelming. It's almost a desperation, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's initially why I got in touch with you. So I would like you to speak to that and then we'll kind of see where the conversation goes of from there. Of course, um, wow. Where do I even begin with that? <laughs> I guess we could just talk about the longing part, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, totally. I feel like most of my life, I mean, that was the, it's like, okay, 
any day now, the divine will have me back. I can go back home. You know, like when I was younger, I would dream. I would have these, con what do you call it? Um, like con consistent dreams of going, recurring you know, dreams. Yeah, yeah recurring yeah. dreams of the heavens opening up and there's a line of people and I'll get excited and run all the way to the front. Yeah, yeah. And here, you know, JC would be standing, you know, Jesus would be standing. They'd be like, come on, get back. You know you're not done. You you haven't even started yet. Get your booty back there, you know, um, in right, such a right. beautiful, loving way, you know. And I would, you know, turn around like, oh, okay, I'll come back. And then I'll wake up. I'm here again, you know. And that was like <laughs> my childhood. And yeah. even through that, you know, I was doing intense work. Like when I was younger, my the main gift that was online was mediumship. And so... I spent most of my dream time guiding spirits back home, right. you know, and so it, it was intense, you know, there's this longing of wanting to go back to where I came from. Right. And at the same time, I was doing this intense spiritual um, mission, I should say it was a purpose, right, at a very young age. So yeah, it, it wasn't until, let's see, probably like 26. It was, you know, when I, um, I was in that accident, the career ended us and, you know, I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I'm sleeping like laying yeah. in bed and I felt that separation, you know, when you're leaving your body, like mm -hmm. I, it was like mm -hmm. a sinking feeling. And I was like, Oh, this is it. I get to go home. And I'm like praying that my sister will forget and will not mm -hmm. wake me up so I can finally leave. And all of a sudden, I feel a tap, 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 tap. Hey, uh -huh. wake up. And I was like, God. And it was like someone just yanked me back right. into my body. Right. And I was right. like, oh, <laughs> you know, like I was right. so right. close. But at that point, you know, my sister, if she would have hesitated or slept in, that mm -hmm. would have been it. I would have left. But it is it's so, the beauty of it is that she knew she could feel it. Mm -hmm. And even the way she came in, like I didn't hear her coming into my room, you know, mm -hmm. opening the door. I, like I, all I felt was the top and it was like a yank back into my body. And I was right. like, Oh, she knew like, I, it's like, I was meant to come back. And so from that, that day forward, I was like, okay, divine. I'm here. I guess I'm here to stay. Right, right. I have a, you know, a purpose. I have something to do. So please help me out because I don't know where to start. Show me where I need to start. And I had this pact with the divine that if I'm going to stay here, then you're going to help me create the best life I have ever, ever right. lived. <laughs> you right, know? Right. It was like, that's how it's going to be, you know? And for me it's huge because this is my last, and I, I say this, this is my last lifetime on earth. I've been here so many times. You know, so I, many times. I have often felt that. I don't I don't know how many times I've been here. I feel like I feel like we all get a lot. Like I've done past life, I'm a certified past life yes. regression hypnotist. And I feel like we like some people, I think, imagine that we, you know, we have like six or seven past lives. I don't think that's true. I think we oh. have hundreds. Um, and I think that people. Thousands. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that people. Sorry about that. 
I think that people that are very highly spiritually evolved, people like, I don't know, like the Dalai Lama, right? Have yes. been here thousands yeah. of times, wow. right? Yes. Like the more you've been here, the more evolved you yes. are. Yes. Um, but I too, I have had that sense, like this is, uh, like I'm tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes I, I, I have wondered if that is part of how, part of why I manifested this illness in this lifetime. Because my mm. MS diagnosis was strange because it's unusual for somebody to be diagnosed as late in life as I was. You know what I mean? I was in my late 30s. Gotcha. Um, and I mean, I probably had it longer than that, you know, but... Um, you know, I, I've given that some thought, right? Like I joke around with people that believe in, in in these things and say, you know, I must have had the body of an athlete in some other life and made a vow to say, yeah, I want to experience the exact opposite of that, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's something um, funny how we, we do it that. Is, it is, <laughs> in it spirit. is. Because, because it I makes look sense. for a reason, because I know that there's that belief, right, that physical yeah. illness comes from spiritual sickness. And I consider myself a very spiritually well person. And yet I have this persistent, um, this persistent illness. So yeah. I, I've wondered I about that. I, I've wondered about the ties and the, and the roots to that. But like I said, totally. I, I do get that sense, like, I am tired. And I want to be done. And sometimes that, you know, if I allow myself to focus on that too much, I, you know, I will fall into a depression or I will mm. be, you know, borderline suicidal ideation. I mean, I never seriously consider that, but it's that, it's that depth of longing, you know what I mean? Yes. Like I just, yeah, and because my interpretation of this source is the goddess I like I just when I'm in that space my prayers sound very much like I I just want to be with you that yeah. that is all that I want you know what I mean yes I do so there's a pivot I, there's a couple of things I wanted to speak to mm -hmm. and then we'll come back to this last part yeah, yeah. With that, um, when our physical body manifests something, I know for me, you know, it is <laughs> an anchor for me. It brings me right, like my right. part of my mission on this planet, this lifetime is about connecting my physical or the physical reality with a divine being. So being divine and being human and merging right. those two. And right. so for me, it's like bringing me present into my body so I don't leave my body because right, that was right. the entire first part of my life where my spirit was hanging around here and my right, body was right. just you know doing its usual thing so it, it, it's the anchor it brings you into your body so you're like I am present here you right. know I, I can feel my body I am here I'm having the human experience and so for me you know what what merged or what brought me to this place where the longing has shifted. I don't want to say there's no longing, no longer a longing, but it has shifted in a way that the divine that I long for is within me and I feel it. So because before I was trying to escape, 
I always saw it as right, right. a way for me that I had to reach and go to. But right. knowing that, I remember. I mean, I do believe that. She, I do believe that she's in me. Like I know that. I get that. And it goes beyond knowing. It, like for me, it is an. It, I just. I can feel it in every yeah. cell of my being. Like when I imagine the divine, I always see like a ball of light, like right. a, a, the sun, and I'm right in the center of that. There's no I separation. There. I can get there you sometimes, know? but I gotta, yeah, really, and be, that's where I gotta I live. really be in the zone, you know? Yeah, see for me, that's where I live at this point. And so there's yeah. no separation there. So I don't yearn to leave to go somewhere. I yearn to go within now, right, that's the difference. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah, it's really cool. Like my journey to where I am right now, you know, right. um, where before it's like my prayer is to leave. And now it's like my prayer is to just be with me, <laughs> you know, right. just be with myself. And it's right, a non-negotiable right. set, like being with myself, mm. finding quiet time with myself. It's a non-negotiable. I love being with myself. Right. Yeah. I do most of the time. I think that part of the, part of the, cause that longing, I mean, that's a big umbrella topic for a lot of things that I think, yes. you know, living this human life in this meat suit with this tiny little human brain um, has, has a lot of challenges. Um, and I, I have come to believe that part of that is not just a longing to return to, to her. And as I said, I, I know that she is both within and without, right? Because she is in everything. She is in every cell of my body. When I'm really yes. in the zone, I, I, can, I can literally feel her standing behind me with a hand on my shoulder. Um, but I also feel like, like I long to return to I want to be a hunter gatherer. You know what I mean? I want to uh, return. Like I'm ready for her to wipe this version of us off the board and start over <laughs> again. Right. Cause we're in that 20, what is it? 26,000 year mm. cycle. Right. Um, the 20 for the listeners that don't know, and maybe you can explain it better than I can. My understanding is that the 26,000 year cycle has to do with the, uh, with the eclipse cycle hmm. and every 26,000 years, cause there's a wobble to the earth's axis. But if that happens very, 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 very slowly and every 26,000 years, it tilts a little. And if you map it out to the stars, it eventually, it makes like a circle in the sky. So at different mm. points in time, we have a different North Star. Interesting. Because it shifts. And so that shifts every, so our 26,000 year cycle started to shift in with the December eclipse in 2012. 2012. So, we've, so we've been in this cycle for a while. And in theory, when this 26,000 year cycle ends, we, we will be back to, to where we were. We will be back with the feminine divine. We will be back with the matriarchal, matrilineal society. We will be hunter-gatherer. You know what I mean? We'll be back at that starting point. Um, Interesting. 
So I long for that. I, you know, I want to return to a time before greed and agriculture and innovation mm. and you know what I mean? I want to return to uh, a global citizenry and a, and uh, a communal living and no, just none of the divisiveness that we have as a result of things like agriculture and capitalism and yeah, you know, and you all know the- we are heading there it's just not what it's not what people think it might look like we are heading there right um, right especially with this we just started the aquarian age you know and right, just everything right. that is coming in through this how long we're going to be in here 200 and something you know um is making sure that we are there but that means that that's why the past three years has been the most intense right and this intensity we're still there because the old needs to crumble the things that no longer works need to crumble and will continue to crumble and then the visionaries need to come in and be like this is what i've always seen let's create that right you know and so we're we're in this place of death and rebirth and you know with pluto being in the action and like it just is beautiful it's a beautiful place to be so we are getting there but it's not the old it's not what we've already done Okay. It's the concept in the new timeline. So higher vibration, higher consciousness, you know, like where humanity, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, we become an advanced civilization, kind of like most of the civilizations in the right, galaxy. Right. That's right. where we're headed to. Yeah. So, so, so that's what they mean when they talk about the new earth, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, I was just going to tell you that like part of uh, part of that longing and really, uh, you know, over the past few years being taught by by others, um, you know, who've done this kind of work for a long time about connecting with my land and connecting with the land that you're on. Because I was living in Pittsburgh and then I moved back here to Champaign. And um, so this thing happened to me, like I get little signs of my, where I'm at spiritually, cause I can't see my own progress. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like I need, usually I need somebody, we always see progress in others before we see it. Of course. In ourselves, yeah. right? But I distinctly remember I had a friend um, pass away last year and I was the one that I organized his funeral, right? So driving out to the funeral home is this little town like out in the country. So I'm driving through the country and it's it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. The temperature is perfect. I'm in my car, the stereo's up. I'm in a good place. And I'm driving through the cornfields and I come around the corner and they're doing some kind of, construction i don't know if it's on the sewer or whatever or they're you know maybe they're putting in one of the um the wind turbine things i don't know but i come around the corner so i see you know this earth moving equipment and all the orange cones and and i wept like i wept for the earth that is it that is a thing i've not done before and i had that moment right where i was like well this is a thing i do now 
You know what I mean? Mm, yes. And then yes, around yes, that yes. same time, I started to have similar reactions to, um, like I always thought there was something wrong with me when I heard in the news about some tragedy in another part of the world. My reaction was always like, that happened over there. I don't know anything mm. about that. I don't know anybody that's over there. So that has shifted. And like I heard about something and it wasn't far away. It was like, I don't know, Europe or England or something. I don't even remember what it was. But hearing about it, I was, it was so tragic that I, I wept for humanity because it was like an act of senseless violence. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I never yeah. used to weep. Weeping for humanity and weeping for the, the destruction of the earth, that is new. That is mm. new. So. You know, as I'm listening to you, it's reminding me of... Uh, there the two types of people okay in this category there's the spiritual souls they're the souls that are tethered to spirit they are spirit beings like myself and they're earth people who originate from the earth they get being human they love being human they're the ones that when it comes to manifesting money or creating money it's like is so easy for them. Like it, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. If you're a spirit person, mm -hmm. part of your mission, actually a big part of your mission is to learn how to be human, is to right. be connected to your body, is to be connected to the land, to work with nature. Like it's part of it. Cause you got, you've mastered the other part. That part is, but it's bringing that light and anchoring into the physical body, right. the physical planet. You're here to assist the planet through your frequency. If you're an earth person, of course, you need to master the spiritual aspect of things. You need to lift up and connect to the light and bring the light through as well, which is all right, right. also helping the planet, right? Because we're all anchoring that light that we receive into the planet, which raises the frequency of right. the planet and everyone who lives on there. Right. So yeah, like as you're, you know, out and about, you know, there's some people who are like, yeah, I rather meditate every day and, mm -hmm. you know, be in that spirit. And then you get others like, I love being human. Like I love doing what I'm doing. And, you know, especially in the spiritual community, I think we need to be careful because I, I tend to meet a lot of spiritual people who are um, not grounded and it doesn't mm. benefit anyone because your light is needed on this planet and right. you're not connected. And it doesn't also benefit the, those people because you're, you're here to have a human experience and you're missing out on the right. whole thing. Right. right. So right. eventually, you know, there's something that comes in that, like pulls them into their their physical reality, pulls right. them into their body. So they have no choice but to be present. And, right. you know, those experiences can be painful sometimes depending on how, you know, how far you've been distanced from your physicalness, your humanness, right? Right, right. It's whatever it takes to bring you here. So it's like, hey, this is why you're here. Wake up to that. And right. get to work, you know, <laughs> right, right. where I feel like the earth people awaken into the spiritual side, you know, right, is right. this, it is an awakening. You know, when we hear human humanity is awakening, we're talking about the earth because it's like this realization of 
oh, there's more, there's more than right. just what I'm seeing, just what I'm, I'm, I'm smelling, you know, just there's right, more right. than my senses. There's so much more and it's so expansive, you know, and right, they tap right. into that. I mean, it is a powerful place to be, to be able to merge those two and operate right. from that place, you know? Right. Well, but yeah, this reminded I, me of that. And I think I told you when, when I spoke to you initially that, um, uh, you know, my therapist was the one who said, you know, it's easy to be on the spiritual mountaintop when you just hang out at home all day and chatter to your goddess and, and, you know, <laughs> but you have to like go out in the world and be with, you yes. know, other people. Yeah. Um, so I do do that. And I, and I find that the tide is turning. I, I used to be, you know, I, I used to be, I'm like a social introvert, right? Like I'm really good in social situations, but like internally, I'm like, I just want to fucking go home. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm the one who's like, I usually resist and then uh -huh. I go and I have a blast and then I come home and I'm like, God, I'm exhausted. You know, <laughs> that's how my wife is. That's how my wife is. Yeah. <laughs> she's a big resistor, but then once she gets there, she's fine. Yeah. She's fine. Um, and I'm usually the opposite, right? I'm like, oh, I want to go. It's going to be so much fun. And then I get there and I had too, way too many expectations. And then I'm like, this sucks <laughs> and I don't want to be here. Um, but in, you know, in doing that, because I, I have to practice what I preach, right? Yeah. And what I often preach is, it, is a, it isn't just about me. It is about all of us. So my prayers have shifted to becoming more about, you know, let me be a channel. Let me see other people as you do. Because when I'm in some kind of conflict or I'm judging people, um, I got to look at that and say, you know, what is going on with me that is causing that kind of misalignment? Because I know that's not who I am, right? Like, at my core, at my essential self, I am loving, generous, and kind. So when I'm walking around the grocery store, like, honey, I don't know who let you leave the house looking like that, but you know what I mean? Like, I got to look at that. If those are the thoughts in my, I'm very aware of my inner, yes. of my inner dialogue. Yes. Because I know that my inner dialogue is what's dictating the emotional landscape. Exactly. And the emotional landscape is what's dictating the decisions I make and the actions that I'm taking. So like, I had to be aware, but it's like, I don't want to spend all of my time in there and up there and knowing and being in tune. But at the same time, I need to at least be aware so that I know what's going on. Like I got to check in with myself, but I do find that when I'm with other people, I am in my head less and mm. I am much more present and in the moment. Um, like, this past Sunday, we went, um, we went to this, to a meeting for this, uh, support group that we belong to. And then we went out to dinner and, uh, and it was great. Like I had so much fun. I didn't want to come home and that's new. That's, that's relatively new. So, yeah, I mean, we did come home and then like go immediately to bed, but that was fine. You know, that yes. was fine. You enjoyed so, it, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm trying to 
now I'm trying to figure out like the work-life balance thing, right? Because, you know, it takes a lot of work to maintain a social media presence and have a podcast oh, and yes. all that stuff. So, um, so I wanted to ask you to speak about the light language a little bit, because before you had done that, I had never even heard of it before. Mm. So tell me about that and like, like where that came from. Like it kind of, like many things in spirituality today, it kind of like, it, like it just appeared and like now it's everywhere. Cause now, like if you Google it or you look for it in a podcast or whatever, it's, it's very easy to find. But until that moment that you, that you talked about it and then did it, I'd never heard of it before. So I feel like, um, it's always been around. It's just a matter of if humanity was ready to, because it is a big deal. You know, for me, right. um, my, being able to speak light language came online about two years ago. And okay. at the point in my life where I thought I knew all my gifts, all my gifts were online, they're here, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm good. And then it's like, nope, there's another <laughs> gift that wants to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, before then I could, I would doodle light, um, light language or light um, symbols. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I would draw them. I would, you know, like that was how it would come through. I just didn't know it was a, a language, a light language. And when I, right, right. This, I should go back and, you know, explain what a light language is. It's basically the language of the heart, the language of the soul. So it bypasses the mind. It's not, that's why when I speak it, your mind is like, what the, I don't know what you just said, but if you right. tune into your heart, you're like, I know exactly what I'm receiving right now. It right. really bypasses the mind and it takes you right to the core truth, the core of who you are, which right. is your infinite self, your divine self, your ultimate love self. Right. Um, and so it requires the channel to be in her heart. So it requires me to be in my heart. I cannot speak like language or draw or write like language. If I am not in my heart, it will not come out. It's like a block. Yeah. So it requires me to be in the heart and then just open up that channel and let it through, through using sound. And it's a frequency more than a language like we're speaking. When I speak it, you will feel it. It, it, The way I'm, and I explained it in there. It's like receiving a zip file, right? Of everything oh, that you right, need. Right. Yeah. And then throughout time, it kind of opens. It's like, okay, this time you need a little bit of this. You need this. So it opens up to give you what you need throughout the time. Right, it is right. massive what comes through. Um, it's not something that I can even be like, okay, this language is for this. Because there's so much right, that right. pours through. Um, you know, to give to the person on the other side or the group on the other side who are receiving um, the well, the any people. kind of any kind of channeling, like even mediums do the same thing, right? Like part of the equation is the person that's receiving the message, yeah. right? It's a, it's different avenues, I should put it. Different avenues because light language. It's like, let me see if I could put this in words. You know how I was talking about the beginning when I imagine the divine, I'm like right in the center of the divine. Right, it's right. operating from that center, that that um, that source point. That's where you go. And so you're receiving on undiluted, like just pure frequency pouring through you. 
Right. Um, yeah, that's like the best way to put it at work. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so let me know if that makes sense. But you just, you what comes through is truly beyond you. Um, you have no control over it. It's just not like I'm, I'm trying to speak something or make a sound. It's like you have no control over what wants to come through. Now, right. light language, you know, there's an aspect of it that people know the most, and that's speaking in tongues. People right. know that part, but they didn't know that that's also light language. It's just, you know, again, it's different. That's been around for, is that an ancient practice? It, it's the same thing. It's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, I since, yeah, for a long time. Um, but as we go through the different times and the frequency of the planet rises up, that's where it changes the frequency of what is coming through. So right. tongues, if you really listen to someone speaking tongues, is is very is dense, is deep, is mm-hmm. like earth. You know, it's like it reminds me of like a mountain, right? Yeah. When you hear light language, it's a higher frequency. So it's right. like being on top of the mountain, like being on top of Everest, being closer to the to the stars, actually being in the stars. Right, so it right. tells us where we are, you know, in in um in our evolution on this planet. Right. So light more and more light language are coming through because first of all, the channels of the light language are accepting the emission and your role to be the anchors of light on this planet, understanding right. that we are the pillars of light. We're we're sending our roots into the earth and we are anchoring our light into the earth. And then also humanity is ready for such a high frequency without, you know, right. your brain exploding, like what is happening, you know, right, without right. the shock, without the shock of awakening, we are there. We're ready to receive that um, undiluted, pure essence of source. That's exactly what light language is. So when you right. receive it on the other end, it's like, I mean, you, you see, you were like, where did you take me? And in my right, mind, right. I was like, I didn't take you anywhere. Your soul took you somewhere. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know, it's like I get when that. you're on, on the receiving end, again, it drops you right into your heart, you know, and hopefully right. whoever is um, the channel about to share with you guides you into your heart first. Right. And through there, you're able to receive and you will feel it. For example, if it is a healing, you will feel the light language penetrate or the frequency go to that area of your body right. that needs the healing. If right. it is you go into, you know, like a, a past life or a future life to see something, it will take you there. If it is you, like, it's like whatever you need, that's what you receive, right? right. It's like, I can't control. I can't say, hey, I'm going to speak this light language to, you know, to... I don't know. Give me an example, a specific example to turn on your, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of hard, <laughs> you know, something right, specific. Right. You know, I can right. say, receive this light language to go into your heart or as a blessing or to right, activate right. your DNA because it, it does exactly that. Right. So, right. Yeah. It's very fascinating. Yeah, I mean, past life regression is the same, right? It's the soul that leads mm-hmm. the journey. I'm just your guide. Yes. Right. And I tell yes. people that because some people are worried because they've never been hypnotized before and they don't yes. know what it's going to be like, or they have this expectation of hypnotism based on things yes. in movies and TV. And it's not like that at all. Um, 
And I tell them, they're like, well, what if I don't want to know? What if there's something really bad? And I say, your soul is not going to take you any place you're not exactly. ready to go. Exactly. So, and I think whatever, they, whatever information yeah. you garner and whatever you see is going to be useful to you. You might not know how exactly right away, but without fail in the coming weeks and months, these people, oh, they always come back to me and say, that thing that didn't make sense when I came back from that place, now it makes sense because such yes. and such happened, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I remember when I first started doing, I'm going to call it just regressions. Um, mm -hmm. But at that time, you know, it was like past life regressions everywhere. You know, that was what was known. Right, right. And I realized that when I would lead my clients, they, it was like a journey. They will start in the past life. They will mm -hmm. go through a healing and then they will move into a future life and then, you know, kind of recreate or whatever they needed to receive from there. And then they'll come right. back to the present or sometimes they'll even go all the way to the, the beginning, the origins mm -hmm. and explore who they are there. And it was like this continuum that happened as I did that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so much more to this. This is not just past life, you know, right, right. <laughs> so, but it is such a powerful tool to help really people is. remember who they are. Yeah. It is so powerful. Yeah. Um, who was I going to ask you? So it is the girlfriend God. So let's talk about goddesses and where that plays into this whole landscape of the spirituality that is, um, I think that I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but well, first of all, actually, I'm going to pause for a minute because I have to pee. So, <laughs> and I will edit this out, but I will be, I will be right back. We'll do your thing. <laughs> I will be right back. This meeting is being recorded. Okay. Uh, so first, like, do you have a favorite goddess? Do you have like a favorite goddess? Favorite um, goddess? That's a, yeah, that's a, What have you? That's an interesting question. So, um, the goddess that oh man, it's not even just one. It's a tribe of them, and I call them the the um, what do I call them? The Sisterhood of the Rose. And so that includes beloved Isis, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, um, Green Tara. And it's a whole sisterhood of them. And they've been with me since the beginning. <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, yeah. Like I know in terms of my mission, again, it's like connected to the sisterhood of the rose, but particularly Mary Magdalene. That's yeah. who my lineage, my spiritual lineage is connected to. Um, and even going further is anchored into beloved Isis. So yeah, it's, it's always when I hear, when I get that question, who's your favorite goddess? I'm like, I have a tribe of them, but also right, right. the way I, I perceive the goddess might be different from how others do. When I tune into the goddess um, energy or the, the collective, it is, is one, one energy, just like how I experience source. And right. then, you know, um, Mary Magdalene, Isis, they're all emanation, emanations from that source. Right. And they have particular purpose. So when I'm working from that goddess energy, when I'm doing activations is going straight to the source. But if I'm right. bringing through particular 
um, like awaken in particular codons or purpose or mission, then I can bring it down to the particular emanation of the goddess. So that could be Mary Magdalene, that could be Mother Mary. Then we can go this like, okay, it's Mother right. Mary because here's your purpose. This is why. Go explore it, you know. Um, right. But yeah, my my tribe is the the sisterhood of the goddess. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Sisterhood of the Rose. Oh my God, Sisterhood of the Goddess. Sisterhood of the Rose. Rose, right. Same diff, same diff. Well, and you and I talked about that before and I've talked on the show about it before, my whole diamond head God theory and that, yes, I believe in all these different deities, spirits, ancestors, whatever, but that, that all of those things come from a singular source. Yes. And she is like the like the OG goddess, right? Yeah. Like the one, the creatrix of everything. Yes. The one, yeah. the one without a second, the one without a mate or a consort or anything like that. Um <clears throat> the creator. The creator. Yeah. I look at her as my creator. The creator. Yep. Um but, you know, I also come from, I mean, my my personal spiritual journey is one of uh, devotion and asking for inspiration and direction and relief when I'm in pain or in struggle. Um, and I, one of the attributes that because part of my spiritual process, I think part of anybody's spiritual process is, you know, addressing things within myself that I found objectionable. Doesn't matter if other people find that, find them objectionable. I no one will ever change anything about themselves based on what somebody else says, right? You will only change if it becomes objectionable to you. Mm. To you. Mm. Um. But I can't do that of and by myself. If I could, I would have done it a long time ago. You know what I mean? So I need help with things like that. And I find that that's... So it, in in terms of spiritual transformation, right? Because that's what you do with the people that you work with, right? You... Let's talk about that. What? <laughs> let's talk about what you actually do for the people that you that that hire you to to help them what do you do for them basically i i expose them to who they are spiritually so i bring that when i in my bio i said i i take them on an initiative initiatory journey back to themselves mm -hmm. i bring them back to the truth the core truth of who they are and i also introduce them to the spiritual realm and the support they have in there and i teach them the tools so for example you know dna activation or like one of my simplest things that i teach all my clients like beginning everyone needs this it's like the the protection mechanism that we have so creating these bubbles of light that are anchored into heaven and earth around you to support you through your work it's the women that i work with they are you know like they're creating big impact out there um and most likely they get to a point where it's either they're depending too much on their energy because they feel like that's all there is mm -hmm. um and so it kind of stalls them or um because they have put their spiritual side or their spiritual work to the side and focus more on the physical which right. they've been very successful in 
they reach a point where it's like, oh, my, it's not working anymore. I, you know, right. my, my formula is not working anymore. What is going right. on? I've tried right. everything. It's not working. It's like, have you connected to your higher self? Have you right. talked to your higher self? Have you talked to your, your divine team or what I call the divine posse, which includes your angels, right. your spirit guides, your ancestors. Right. And like, so I expose them to this world that allows them to really tap into their infinite nature, which <laughs> when they do and they step out in the world, I mean, seriously, I'm like in awe of what these women are capable of or doing in the world from that place. And so that's, that's my part. That's where I come in. It's like, okay, you've mastered the physical. Let's do the spiritual because that's the missing. That's the big missing puzzle there before right. you can it's, move forward. Like right. you, you've done well. Yeah. So many people. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It is. And it's you know, in this society, so many people. it's yeah. 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 In this society, I think we've held high. This is the physical success. And so yes. we think that's all there is. And then they reach a point just like, oh, making multiple seven figures is not doing it. I'm still feeling like I'm missing something, but yes. I have no clue. I have everything I need and even beyond. And I, it, I still feel like something's missing within me. And so I come in, it's like, okay, well, let's anchor your higher self in. This is who you are. <laughs> you know, and right, like, right. <laughs> you know, and then they begin to. Um, incorporate rituals and invocations and prayers to merge those two worlds and really anchor their light right here. Right, right. And that's where they begin to create magic in their world and also in the bigger world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when, when we are born into this physical body, right, we all experience that separation, but we don't remember it. Yeah. So we spend our lives trying to remember. Yep. Right? Right? Um Yeah, I told this yeah. I told this story on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it or not, so I'll retell it now. I heard yeah, a story a long time ago and because I'm a fan of source material, I tried to find its origin but I couldn't. Uh but I heard this story about this couple, they had a baby and they also had like a uh, like a, a six-year-old son and the baby was a girl and when they brought the baby home for like the first however many weeks the boy the six-year-old kept insisting he wanted to be alone with the baby mm. and they were like mm, no no not <laughs> happening not happening right um, but he was so insistent about it and so sincere in his desire that they finally agreed to do it. And, you know, so they put protections in place. They've got the baby yes. monitors, right? The baby monitor in one room and they've got the other baby monitor in the other room and they're, you know, ready, like the, like the SWAT team in case they need to burst yes. through the door because yeah. he's six and they don't know if he's a serial killer yet. And... <sighs> As the, as the baby approaches the crib, at first they can't hear what he's saying. And then they, when they listen really closely, they can hear him. And at first he's saying things, you know, like he's telling his baby sister how much he loves her and that he's going to protect her when she grows up and blah, blah, blah. But then he says to her, help me, help me. 
I'm starting to forget God. Oh my God. I have help me. Help me. I'm starting to forget God. I know. That's an amazing story. That's why I retell it. Right. And I think that is how it is for us. I think that is how it is for us that we are one with our creator. Then, you know, we come through the womb canal and splat, here we are. And all of a sudden, and, and we start to forget. I think we do still remember when we're infants and we're still in the crib. I think oh, yeah, we're, we're, still, we're still connected. We're still yeah. dreaming of that. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I also like to think that, you know, before we're after that, after that initial life, when we're in the in-between place, right? You know, the transition place between between one life and the next. Because I do think there's a transitionatory period. Yes. And I think at some point, at some point we like, I don't know, we reach a level where we get to decide if we want to come back into another life or go do something else, like go be yeah. somebody's spirit it, guide. It's or all whatever. dependent on the what how what the soul wants to experience to advance. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um but I think, you know, in that first life, I, I think we are also given at least some rudimentary instructions uh, by the angels. And I, I have this vision in my head of the angels being like, okay, so here's the stuff you're made of. And here's the stuff about your creator. And these are the things you're going to experience in this life. And, you know, and then they push you over a cliff and they're like, oh, you're not going <laughs> to remember any of this. Bye. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no pushing there. <laughs> Usually we're going really, we're like, yes, okay, we're okay. doing it's it. Gonna be, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be yeah. great. You're not going to remember any of this. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> you said they push you off the cliff, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, that I wanted to go back to that story. It's so freaking powerful. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's been a change in that because the generations with like my son, like mm-hmm. these kids come in knowing they're not forgetting. We've this yeah. is where we've reached. You know, we've reached a point in our consciousness as a whole that we have souls coming in who know who they are, who know right. their soul, gift, who will never forget that connection. And because of this, the parents of these kids are being is like invited or maybe even challenged to step it up because otherwise if we don't know how to support them we're gonna make them just like we experienced where we didn't have the support so we have to shut it down and then eventually as we're growing you know we met someone who helped us to open it or be like hey you're not weird it's actually normal you know right right you know, and that's where we are it's like you know my son has me and his dad and we get it and we can truly hold the space for him to be all that he knows himself to be. Like, that's mind-blowing, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so this is where we are right now. But if you look, like, our, our generation and going back is, we didn't have that. It's part of yeah. coming down the birth canal. It's like we, like, the I'm seeing this, like, from my experience coming up, because I remember that, like, yeah, whew, yeah. You know, like it's almost like you you have the feeling and it begins to fade slowly. And that's where the fear comes in. That's where, like for right. me, I felt really cold. You know, the further away I, you know, I got from 
my origin and I just, it was like freezing cold. And then I dropped in and I was like, nope, I don't want to be here. You know, uh-huh, <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, why did I leave? But as I was coming down, like I was talking before, it's like, your soul knows, you know why you're coming down. You're excited. You made the entire plan. You know who you're going to connect to at one point. You know what you hit. Like all of that is clear. And then you start to come down and you start to really experience what you knew already. And like, um, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, wait, right, wait, wait. Right. It's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you know, right. or there's something that will come down. But again, it is part of the human experience for our generation, you know, not right. my son's generation and moving forward, that it was part of our journey to remember. That was just part of it. And, you know, my son's generation is like, oh, I remember. I'm here to right. help you remember, <laughs> you know, whether you like it right, or not, right. you should have remembered by now. But also to, it's like to raise, to truly help us create that that new earth or that that vision of uh, uh, this, you know, this way of living that is just supportive to the human soul and heart, you know? So their job- right, right. It just, it, it blows my mind, like their generation, when I tap into their collective and their mission, like it's unlike anything that we've experienced right, right. on this planet. And it is beautiful because we, it means that we've done the work to be able right. to create the foundation for them to come in. Right. It's just, yeah. <laughs> like, I get so excited when I talk about this. Right, right. <laughs> and, I, and I do feel like our generation and and perhaps the millennials, the generation after us. Yes. Um, you know, like the like the message from the universe is clear. Like having a spiritual life is kind of like it's where it's at, and like get on board yep. or get out of the way. Yep. You know, it's and I, that's where now. our division comes from. You know, um, but you know, part of that comes from being being willing to connect with other people and i see that too i see that in our generation and this was part of the gift of the pandemic right like people coming to the realization that the relationships that we have for so long our generation had the faulty core belief right that the that the romantic partner relationship was the most important mm. relationship. Yes. Although it is a important relationship, the relationships that we make with each other and our platonic friendships, particularly among women, is is paramount. And I know women, especially women who were part of, you know, the drive for success in corporate culture and did well financially and whatever, are now, you know, in their late 40s, early 50s going, I had no idea it was so important, but now I do. But now I do. And they're finding each other. And it's exciting to me to think, I was talking to a friend the other day about, you know, that it's like there are these pockets of sisterhood connections cropping up all over the place. And eventually that's going to grow and it's going to be like this global sisterhood. And that's so exciting to me because... I, you know, maybe it's because I'm a lesbian, maybe not. I, I mean, I really fucking love women. I mean, I, I do. I love women. Not well, just, we are incredible not, not, beings. Not, not just like that, but right, right. I, yeah. Yes. Women are. We I are totally incredible. get it. 
and yeah. we are powerful beyond measure. Yes. And we really are. We are when we're when we're connected and and when we remember we are the goddess incarnate yeah. because she lives in 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 all of us you know um yeah and i know like i have a patron deity because i need that like personal one-on-one -on -one connection <laughs> yes like, i need i need the i need the ellen pillow to lay down with yeah i take my midday nap you know but uh but not everybody needs that you know what i mean so i get that um and not everybody has to do what I do, certainly. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I'm gonna ask you one more thing. Uh, and then I think we can probably wrap it up, right? Or not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could talk to you for like two hours. <laughs> oh yeah, we could talk for <laughs> um, I'm sure that we'll talk again. Yes, please, let's do this more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, I, what I'd really like to do is in the third season, and, you know, I always record it in advance, or I try to. Yes. Um, in the third season, I want to I start having some panel discussions. Yes, yes. Because, you know, part of my niche has been, you know, this combination of academic research and emotional spiritual experience. Yes. And I feel, I feel like like the first season was very heavy on the academic research and the second season has been very heavy on the emotional spiritual experience. So I think the third season should be, Imagine. you know, three or four panel guests that represent yeah. representative of both sides, right? Yes. I feel like I bring both because I was an academic. Yes. Right. And now I don't work at all. So. <laughs> But so like you're able this, to, yeah. So, so uh, you know, so I'm all about the, you know, receiving inspiration and and unverified personal gnosis. But I also really <laughs> like my source material. Yes. When I, and research when it's when it's applicable. You know. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I love that like so if there much. Was some yes. Ritual to Artemis. I want to know how they did it then. Yeah. Right. I don't want to just make mm -hmm. this shit up. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm conjuring, what I'm talking to, you know? Yes. Know. How did they do I it? it? I call up Carla. Carla, how did they do it? How did they do it 20,000 years ago? Tell me how yes. they did it. I want to do it that way. You know, I love that. I love that. Yes. But yes. You know, I'm, I'm also, you know, spiritual. That's where we need to be. We need to and, find, and, we need to bring it together. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to bring it all together and stop separating it. It's okay to be logical and spiritual. You know, it's okay right, to right. Like, love your mind and love your heart. And it's okay to love being human and also love being spiritual. It's okay to be spiritual and rich. You know, right, like it's right. okay. And so we're, we're, getting more and more like more and more people are waking up to oh i don't i don't have to separate those it's, i'm okay i'm not right. alone too you know so yeah and it's i really, think more people are, are and i think more people are waking up to it doesn't have to be such a struggle exactly oh my god that's big yeah big you know, I was just thinking about that this morning. I went, I was thinking about um, doing a, a Facebook live and that was the topic is like, 
what if it's not supposed to be hard, but we think that it's supposed to be challenging and hard because it's part of our lessons or whatever. But because I know my guides, I, my higher self, actually, it was, I don't know, I was going through something and my higher self was like, what if you're not supposed to have a hard life like you think? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that took me aback. I was like, what? I thought that was part of the human journey to suffer. And you know, my higher self was like, you've been there, done there. Like you've done it. Like, what if this is not the lifetime to suffer? So I had to begin to break that down, like let go right. of, you know, begin to heal and release. Like, I don't need to suffer. I don't right. need to suffer. Yeah. Well, and I think all of that, that that is the human condition too, right? Yeah. Is to just unlearn yes. the things that have been instilled in us in yes. our generation culturally, right? Like you have to be competitive. You have to fight your way to the top. You have to, you have to work hard and struggle and suffer in order to be rewarded. Yeah. The system of punishment and reward in our religion, they, you know, just all of that. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of time to, to do that unlearning process. And I don't think I could have done that unlearning without her. Yep. Exactly. I couldn't have done it by myself. Oven by myself, my my brain is not always, you know, sometimes it's a dangerous place and I shouldn't go in there alone. Oof, you know, I hear you. <laughs> so sometimes I have to just like surrender that and and get out of my head and, and into my body and be yes. present and just say, I, you know, I don't know what to do. Help me. And but that prayer is only effective when I have absolute faith that that prayer will be answered, that she will guide me. And I have that today. I have that today. I know with every fiber of my being that what I ask will be given. I might not know when or how that's going to show up, but I know it's going to show up. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the form of some person, place, thing, article, song on the radio. You know what I mean? It's going to appear. So I have to be present so that I can pay attention Otherwise, I will miss her speaking to me. Yeah. Right? I will miss oh. that. I will, I will miss it. Um, I heard someone say not that long ago, he used different words, but it's really just semantics. And he said, God's grace is in direct proportion to our acknowledgement of it. And I thought that is true. And for a while now, I've been saying, I say thank you for fucking everything. Yes. I get that parking spot and I'm like, thanks, goddess. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just the littlest things, the littlest things, because that also keeps me present, right? Yeah. In my physical body to, you know, to pay attention to those things. So exactly. Um Yeah, yeah. You had a question to ask me. I did, and I've already forgotten. Before we, we, we dove into this. I've already forgotten what it was. I've already, uh, that's all right. It wasn't that important. We went here instead. It's fine. Yes. It is. It's fine. Um, it's so delicious. So, Abigail, I ask all of my guests the same three questions at the end of every show. If you've listened to an episode, you already know what they are. If you haven't listened to an episode... Is it a surprise? Is it a, is it a surprise? <laughs> well, I like to not, 
because I, I want it to flow. I want uh, what needs to come through to come through. So I like to not listen to that part. Okay, good. So that when I receive it, it's just like, okay, the true authentic answer will flow through instead right. of me trying to, you know, this is what I should say. And, you know, coming right, up with right. the answer ahead of time. Right. Yes. Yes. And you already knew that was very much like, like that's this show, right? That's yes. like, that. This it's the whole, this is its whole thing. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So first question. Tell me something, tell me a fun fact about you, which doesn't have to be fun, but tell me something about you that people who know you would be surprised to learn. Oh, interesting. Because I just did a a Facebook Live about this. (laughs) Exactly this question. Um, I am, you know, most people tend to see me as, oh, she's all, you know, goddess energy. It's all about goddess you know all feminine you know she just that's where she operates and what they what they what usually surprises them is also how logical I am I mean I'm a Virgo you know just like you were talking about like the research Mm -hmm. like knowing the origin like I Mm -hmm. love those I love my mind as much as I love my heart I love my logical self as much as I love my spiritual self yeah I've never heard it put that way I'm going to start saying that I love it because it's just, it's a beautiful balance. The way I explain it, it's like, oh, and I also say, I love my feminine as much as I love my masculine. They're mm-hmm. both within me. You know, yeah. the, the divine feminine allows me to receive the seeds and, and the, you know, the vision, the big vision. But without the, my masculine side, it would just stay that way. My masculine side is like, here's the plan. Let's put it forward. Let's move. So it allows right, me right. to go forth and create it. So I cannot choose one over the other. I love right, both right. of them because yeah, yeah. they're meant to work together. So, right. yeah. Yes, I am as logical as I am spiritual. <laughs> okay. Um, so the second question, current favorite television series or, Ooh. Movie, or movie? Oh, let's see here. Oh man, let's see here. I have so I know many. There's so much good TV on right now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I love um Korean, what is it called? Like uh, Korean shows. And I just finished um a series called The Alchemy of Souls. It was yeah. so good. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, it's called Alchemy of Souls. It's just Oh my God. I was like, no, don't let it end. I want more. <laughs> is it on, is it on Netflix? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Is it yes. anime? No, it's, okay. um, um, what do you call it? Live? Like oh, people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, like live action. Is that what they call it? Like a, re- like-, like a, re- like a reality show? No. Um, So it's not anime. It's not animation. It's like real people acting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just funny. <laughs> it's just a regular show. I don't know why I yeah. was trying to turn it into something it's not. I... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like fantasy. So it's very beautiful. The okay. colors, the, you know, like the, it just, I mean, that culture in general is beautiful. So that yeah, you yeah. can really feel and be in the essence it's just such a beautiful production in general. And it's, it's powerful. Like okay. I love spiritual kind of shows. Yeah, and yeah. this one is like, whoo. Yeah. Okay. 
You'll love okay. it. Check it out. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Good. This is where I ask guests this because I'm just looking for recommendations. Because really. <laughs> um, we watch a shameful amount of television. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's it okay. is okay. It is okay. Yes. Um, took me years for that to be okay, but it is. It really is okay. <laughs> I find so much inspiration, you know. Me too. It's really, me too. You know, I've, I've watched so many shows and movies and I'm like, you know, especially with the way we think and how we're connected, we see more than what right. what is being presented. You know, like right. we can really tune into the story and right. like see through. It's just it's a different experience, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I got you, sister. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and being a very visual person, since there's so much good TV that has high production value, like I'm really into the cinematography of what we watch and. Like I'm always like on my phone, like looking up where it was filmed. Yeah, it has really beautiful landscapes and yeah, yeah. Yes. So, like Lord of the Rings, I can't get enough of that landscape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, what is that? Ah, uh, where am I? Ah, uh, The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher. I love, love that show. I relate so much to him, just being the bridge between the two worlds. Like yes. Oh, yeah, I have chills. <laughs> okay. And final question. Uh, if your life were a movie, what would be the theme song on, to the soundtrack of your life? That's a hard one. <laughs> I know. That's a hard one. Interesting. Hmm. I've had all kinds of different answers. Surprise me. Or give me something I've never heard of. That happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> huh. And it has to, you know, it's representative of like your whole life, or at least your whole life up to this moment. See, that that's why make that's what makes it hard. Yeah. yeah I don't know I if know. I can find one song that can represent my whole life, even now where I am. Yeah. You know. Oh man. Oh, just try. <laughs> hmm. Oh my God, it's so hard. <laughs> what good song? <laughs> this is the hardest question ever. <laughs> So some of the answers I've been given in the past were uh, Glory Gaynor, I Will Survive. Pendle, mm. uh, my one of my part-time co-hosts, hers is the Imperial Death March. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, Carla's was, I think, like a Miley Cyrus song or something. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. I'm trying to. It's a. Um. It's a classical music. I'm trying to oh, okay. figure out the name. Oh my gosh! Where is it? I'm like looking on my Spotify list right now. <laughs> oh. I look at you and I think of what is it called? The the Carmen. Okay, now I'm looking on Spotify. 
I was like, good question. Now I'm going to be like looking on my playlist being like, what represents my entire life? Because I tend to, I do a playlist every year. Like as I'm moving through the years, the the songs that move me or, you know, stand out to, I'll add it to my playlist. Yeah. But I haven't done, looked at one song that covers my entire life. You gave me an assignment. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can find it. I was thinking of this song. <laughs> Wait, is it really? It's like they use it in a lot of um, good <laughs> movies like that. Yes, no, I totally, I love that. <laughs> oh my God, thank you. I love that. <laughs> but that's not the one you were thinking of. Yeah, but this one is powerful. Like I can, like I saw myself like just walking, like in this slow motion and fire behind me. You know, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so the Carmen Burana, which I believe, well, obviously it's been in a bunch of movie soundtracks, but yes. Turn that off. Hang on. Um, it just makes you feel powerful. Just like, you it know. really does. It really <laughs> does. Because that it, usually when it's in the soundtrack for a movie, it's either, uh, <laughs> it's either right at the brink of apocalyptic extinction yeah. or, or at the successful culmination of something. So yeah, it's, it's, almost, it's also like an awakening, you know, like this, Right, right. When you you listen to the whole song from the beginning to end, there's a big, big, big buildup. Exactly. uh, It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes. That does sound like your life. A big, 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 slow, slow, slow buildup to this huge crescendo at the end when this one, this life or last life is done. Can I have it too? Can I, can I use it too? Yes, you may. (laughs) Okay. Yes, you may. <laughs> I love asking people these questions. Like I said, I've had people get, say songs, and I'm like, mm, okay, because uh, which is obviously my reaction. See, something this is I've why I, I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't memorize it because then I would have memorized an answer, and it wouldn't have been like this good, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Spontaneous, yes. All right, Abigail. Well, I'm going to, so I'm going to end abruptly and when we're done, I'm going to hit end and the screen is just going to go blank and I'm going to hang up on you. Um, (laughs) I know it's always very jarring to people. They're like, what just happened? Um, So give you a fair warning. Uh, I'm sure that I will talk to you and I will have you back on the show, hopefully in the third season. Uh, like I said, I'll do some of those panel ones, but, you know, unbeknownst to you, once you've been on the show, then you automatically are initiated into my sisterhood. So now you're kind of, now now you're kind of stuck with me and you're part of the, you know, team Kelly support network when I have, when I have existential crises, you are now someone who I will call and be like, Oh, you got to bring me back because I'm like off way in danger bay, you know, like danger, <laughs> danger, Will Robinson. I'm in crisis and you got to really, yes. I love that. 
but yes, thank I, you so you know, much. It's it's been yeah, it's been yeah, really exciting. And it's yeah. fun. And I was really excited to have you on the show. I told you, you were, you were the first guest to like want to meet with me beforehand and like, you know, like check out oh, my yeah. vibe. I'm surprised more people don't do that. Um, but I, <laughs> but I get that because my wife was like, why does she want to meet with you beforehand? People don't usually do that. I'm like, that's interesting. Well, I think she just wants to, you know, see if we, see if we vibe. And I, you know, I said, and I don't blame her either. I should do that. But I've had such good luck with the people I've asked. Yeah. Right? Like the right people yes. have come at the right time. So, yes. Yes. You know, if somewhere down the road I have a bad experience, maybe I'll start doing that. But so far, it's been. No, you do your thing. I'm, I'm used to most of the podcasts that I've been on are like that, where we connect first. But again, yeah. they, well, it's just like, some of them, I like, we just hit it off. So we'll just do like a messenger thing with our voice and we hit it off and we just meet. But right. mo it, we still do some kind of introduction thing where we feel each other and then, you know, we, we move right, into, right. into it. So, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, so that was new to me as it was to you. Right, right. It's like, she's not asking to meet first. Yeah, I just, you know, I trust my goddess. I trust she's yes. bringing me the right people. So I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. So thank and you. And let again. me know. Yeah, let me know when it's live so I can promote it. Okay. Of course. Of course I will. Yeah, I'll send you a copy of the video and all that stuff. Yeah. And okay. just for our listeners, Abigail, everything, all of your contact information and your website and where people can find you online, all of that is in the show notes. Um, both on all the audio podcast sites and on YouTube. And uh, yeah, so thank you again. And may the peace and the love of the goddess be with you. And to you as well, sister. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Thanks for watching or listening. If you want more of The Girlfriend God, you can find The Girlfriend God and The Girlfriend God podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. The girl, the girl.